0: Joining me is Vivica Von Rosen, who's a leading LinkedIn and social selling expert and author of the best-selling book, LinkedIn Marketing, An Hour a Day. Now, LinkedIn has become an indispensable tool for sales reps of all stripes, but like everything else in life, sometimes our favorites suffer from a little too much love. And you see increasing talk about LinkedIn succumbing to some of the overused spam tactics that plague email. And others are saying that, oh, they're so done with LinkedIn. And yet, you know, all of your prospects and customers are there. You know, they're probably members of groups on LinkedIn. Maybe they're sharing and consuming content on LinkedIn. And it's very likely still the best way to connect with potential buyers of your products and services. So, how has LinkedIn changed? And what do people think it is? Because I think there are misconceptions out there what it is. And was it really? And how should you be using it as a sales rep? In terms of the tactics and techniques today to make connections with decision makers, so my guest today, Vivica Van Rosen, is going to help us sort out that all out. Vivica, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much. It is absolutely a pleasure to be here.
0: Well, good. Well, tell us a little bit about you. Fill out the introduction.
1: I'm sure so I am a serial business uh business person serial entrepreneur um I was introduced to LinkedIn wow ten years ago isn't that crazy um, and and it's
0: funny it seems much longer but it, it I know.
1: Right? <laughs> well it's been around for thirteen years uh well coming up on its thirteenth anniversary but um because yeah, it's two thousand and sixteen mm-hmm. I can do math but <laughs> but I was introduced to it um before really other social media was around and so to me linkedin's was a business tool. It was an amazing networking tool. You know back in that day 7 million members seemed like a whole lot and since there was a virtual aspect to my business at the time um, I, I just I, I dove in you know feet forward full you know don't hold your breath just jump in all the way and um, you know it was good timing. It was good timing because it had been around for enough time that people kind of knew what it was but not so long that there were thousands and Thousands of other uh, teachers and trainers out there, which you know allowed me to establish myself as a LinkedIn expert. Plus, mm-hmm. I got the Twitter handle pretty early, um, and I've been a I, and I've been a mostly faithful um, fan of LinkedIn since then.
0: <laughs> they, they they do they do test you though.
1: They do. Te- yeah, yeah, yeah. They certainly do. Um, in, in fact, I was on a webinar or I was giving a webinar this morning and I realized that one of the slides that I put in Monday, LinkedIn had made a change yesterday which affected the webinar today and I just had forgotten to take that particular part out. So that's how quickly LinkedIn can change and, you know, I'm on it all the time. So for sales professionals who are only on it some of the times, they, they can be completely Overwhelmed and and probably um, a little bit inhibited by by some of the changes that LinkedIn is making.
0: <laughs> well, let's maybe use that just as a point of departure. So, um, what are the biggest misconceptions? Maybe the two biggest misconceptions yeah. that sales reps have about LinkedIn.
1: Yeah, I think first of all, and I'm amazed that people still think this that LinkedIn's only a job seeking tool. And this is a problem for sales reps because they don't realize what a great social selling content marketing and lead generation tool it is, and it's a problem for the corporations who have the sales reps because they are some of them are very conservative and don't even want their sales force on LinkedIn just in case somebody comes in and steals them away. but the fact wait wait is, wait,
0: wait 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 wait, wait seriously, it, that's still you still there, see that
1: I, unbelievably, I was working with a client two weeks ago. Um, and and that was the feedback and I continue you know when I when I do bigger webinars um, especially on on lead generation that's that's the feedback I get is that wow but well, you know I, I what if my what if my boss thinks I'm looking for a job or you know what if I get my 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 employees all trained up on LinkedIn and then the next thing I know they leave me and so there's very much still <laughs> the misconception that LinkedIn is just for job seeking and my, you know I don't ever say it aloud, but I'm thinking to myself, well, if you suck that much, they probably should leave you. Well, uh, <laughs>
0: yeah. well, well, well. Also, oh, also, also, I was going to say, I think one of the things that I see that that's so funny, it's like, dude, take the seeking opportunities off your profile. Right. <laughs> I mean, that, that's a simple one. If you don't want your, if you don't want your boss to be concerned about the idea that you might be looking for, just then, take that off your maybe, profile
1: and don't follow all those job seeker groups. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's a huge misconception. And I think the other misconception which which harms LinkedIn is that LinkedIn is a social media site. And, you know, <gasps> gasp. Um, mm-hmm. it's a business tool first that has a lot of social elements to it. You know, it has a timeline, it has groups, but it is it is primarily a business tool. It's a connecting business tool. You know, maybe I'll go as far as to say it's a networking business tool. Um, it's, it's part CR, uh, customer relationship management or CRM. You know, it's part advertising platform. It's mm-hmm. part bugging platform. It is more than just a social media site. And I think that harms LinkedIn because people aren't willing to invest in it. I mean, most people I talk to are not willing to lay down, well, LinkedIn keeps raising the price, but now it's 59 to $79 a month for a premium um, account because they don't know how to use the premium and what's you know what the really the difference is and I think that's mainly because folks don't feel like they should have to pay for social media you know we complain about promoting posts on on Facebook and Twitter and that we shouldn't have to do it and I know once in a while Facebook comes out with a we're gonna charge you six dollars a month and and you know the whole universe gasps but it really if you consider what LinkedIn can do for you, especially some of the premium accounts like Sales Navigator, and by the way, I'm not an affiliate of LinkedIn. <laughs> I get paid enough. In fact, LinkedIn doesn't really like me that much, so I'm not paid for promoting their premium accounts, but I, I think for sales professionals, it's an absolute must-have and really one or two customers a year that you get through using a premium account on LinkedIn and it's paid for. And in most cases, if you can prove that LinkedIn is generating income for your company, your boss is probably willing to pay for it too.
0: Yeah. And so like, tell people about Navigator because I think that, again, this is another sort of misunderstood feature within LinkedIn that, as you said, has tremendous amount of value.
1: Yeah. You know, and if you're, especially if you're new to LinkedIn, it's almost better if you're new to LinkedIn to jump into sales nav right away. Um, My dislike of it is LinkedIn has not figured out how to integrate it completely. I mean, Sales Navigator, obviously, is a LinkedIn tool and it's part of LinkedIn, but you actually have to jump between your personal profile and between Sales Navigator. Um, And so for me, personally, I've got the business... Sales Plus, Business Plus, I think it's called now. Uh, they also keep changing the names and the features. But I have a premium business account. And I've done a lot to sort and manage and, and, and um, organize and communicate with my audience on my personal account. And then Sales Navigator, which is really more of a customer relationship management mm-hmm. tool that is synced alongside of LinkedIn. Um, it's incredibly powerful, but almost I have to start from scratch if I want to use Sales Navigator now, what I will say about Sales Navigator, and I think this is a prime reason for all the changes on LinkedIn, the Sales Navigator inbox is so much better than the um, than the regular LinkedIn uh, messenger right. box. It's not even an inbox anymore. Um, you know, the ability to sort and see. The communications of your 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 prime prospects is huge. We can do that for free on Facebook using lists, but on LinkedIn, you know, it's part of their premium package. You get your in-mails, which honestly, that's probably what most people think is the most important part of, of Sales Navigator. And that's just the ability to send a message to someone who you are not connected to. Um, it's probably the feature I actually use the least. The search is... Um, is very good on Sales Navigator and it's very good on the regular platform as well. Um,
0: So what what, what search capabilities do you have on Navigator that you don't have on the regular platform?
1: Well, you if you have the premium, basically, if you've got the premium on uh, LinkedIn regular platform, you it's the same as the sales nav. But if you don't, um, the ability to sort by company size is huge, right? The ability to sort by um, a person's position, not just their title, but are they an executive? Are they an intern? Are they, you know, are they free labor? Are they higher level? Um, the ability to sort by com- uh by, by, the the almost the net worth of a company as well as things that are available on all platforms the, the ability to sort by industry or company or title or keyword but it, it the the sales navigator is a little bit more sophisticated than the regular platform
0: and so do you see the the day coming when LinkedIn you know sort of says okay we need to you know they've always had this I uh, say sort of fit and starts where it used to be yeah how they interact with outside applications and and so on. Do you see that they're gonna want to embrace no. outside applications more, or they want to stay their own ecosystem?
1: No, yeah, no, most definitely their own ecosystem. In fact, um, I. I- I was amazed when when um, they even like disassociated from, from Salesforce, I mean that was one of the main US unique selling propositions of buying Sales Navigator is if you were a large corporation you had Salesforce, they, they intertwined so well. Um, there are so many third-party apps that I have used throughout the years that are no longer working with LinkedIn. Mm-hmm and what a shame Um, really what a shame so yeah they are totally isolating themselves you know I don't (laughs) Jeff Weiner is the head of a multi-billion dollar company he probably knows more than I do but um, I will say that is not the way I would have gone I, I, I think the fact that they're isolating so much is gonna cost them business in the long run and really what's any network whether it's a business network or a social network a whole network's worth is its membership mm-hmm. and so if they start to you know they're really disenfranchising the is that the right word um, sure. yeah they're really disenfranchising the free membership and that's who those of us who pay for need to get access to um, and so we'll, we'll see what happens with these changes either people are going to be educated and understand that they're going to need the premium account really to do what they need to do on LinkedIn, or they're going to say, as you mentioned in the in, in the prequel to this conversation, LinkedIn doesn't work, I'm going to go use something else.
0: Yeah, and that's that's sort of an interesting um, scenario to contemplate because, again, you know, how many hundreds of thousands of, of subscribers In sales, or using Sales Navigator, building up all this uh, content, networks, and so on—that—that yeah, it's not portable at all.
1: No, no, Um, you know, and it's it's you make such a good point. Hundreds of thousands, you know, what LinkedIn fails to remember maybe is that there's 400 million free members, and maybe you know, close to a million. Actually, I think there's two or three million paid members, but anyway, it's it's fractional, Mm -hmm. and they seem to be catering to the really high end premium members and forgetting about the free folks out there, which again, you know, maybe they're not paying now and they're using up bandwidth, but they may pay later or maybe they might decide to run ads or, you know, there's, there's various ways that LinkedIn could be monetizing, but it's not going to happen if they keep (laughs) pissing off the, the, the main part of their membership
0: right so for sales reps that are using the yes. product right now so what what do they really need to be focused on in terms yeah. of you know certain navigating a path that that um, you know perhaps more sustainability over the longer term in right. terms of how exactly. they use it
1: exactly so regardless whether you have a paid account whether you have a free account what LinkedIn and all social and all business comes down to is the relationship Um one of the tools that I <laughs> that I used to say was a really great um, thing that you could do was their tagging um, feature, which allowed to segment your audience, so mm-hmm. you can get better touch with those segments. Um, they're getting rid of it at the end of the month, so now you're going to have to have Sales Nav and and create. Uh, oh, they're getting rid of tagging. Yes. Oh. Which I've heard rumors they're only getting rid of tag second level connections, but I've also heard that they're getting rid of tagging. Period. Um, I think to move into the upsell. Of, of, of Sales Navigator. Nonetheless, however you choose to segment your audience um, through tagging right now or you know maybe you keep an Excel list or maybe you export them. Um, don't export them to your newsletter without their opt-in but maybe you uh, you know export them to an external CRM system and manage that communication that way. You need to keep in touch and you need to keep communicating and engaging with your key prospects um, and you need to create that sense of no like, and trust, right? Our mm-hmm. friend Bob Berg, all things right. being equal, yep. people do business with people they know, like, and the trust. The go-giver, right. The go-giver, exactly. And so you need to create a sense of, hey, not buy my stuff, I'm here to push it on you, but... I am a subject matter expert. I am a thought leader. I am extremely knowledgeable. I am your go-to person in this particular industry on this particular product for this particular company, you know, whatever it is that you're selling. How can I help you? And you do that by perhaps if you are a content creator, if you like to write, maybe you create blog posts that you put into LinkedIn Publisher. Um, The great thing about Publisher, any content there is is permanent, unless you Get rid of it. Um, And it's also searchable by keywords. So that's a great way to position yourself as a thought leader. You can put links to white papers. You can put links to sales pages. You can, you know, you can drive traffic to your website. You can drive traffic to um, a calendar link. You can put your phone number in there, your email address. But it's a great way of communicating with your prospect base. Um, Similarly, you're going to want to share updates, not always buy my stuff, but. Hey, you know, if you happen to sell, um, I'm looking around my desk, you happen to sell microphones, and you know that one of your audience is bloggers. You know, you find a great checklist what to, it doesn't have to be your own. You don't have to create it. By the way, you can be a curator of content. You know what's a great um, what's a great checklist to make sure that you have everything in place before you start um, your your Skype interview. And you share that as a piece of content, coming across as someone helpful and useful. You right. do that enough times, right? And I'm I know I'm not the only one who's talked about this, but you do that enough times, and you begin to build that sense of of no like and trust. But the thing about LinkedIn, what's so great about LinkedIn is there's your picture, right? Please mm-hmm. upload your photo. For those of you who haven't done so, not your company logo, your photo, a picture of you, and please make sure it's professional. And if you can't afford to get a professional photo taken, then take a hundred pictures on your smartphone and pick the best pick one. Pick the best but, one, right? And right? here's
0: and just the basic rules. No one's gonna connect with anybody that doesn't have a photo.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. And it goes against LinkedIn's end user agreement to do anything that's not a representation of yourself. So yeah, logo doesn't, doesn't work there. So yeah, upload a photo of yourself, um, obviously your name, put in your first name and your last name, none of these last initials. And there's actually a feature where you can make your name visible to everyone. Um, it's just an edit, it's a little drop down in your name section. Make sure your name is visible to everyone. LinkedIn continues to make it harder and harder, especially for free users to see who they're connecting with but if you make your name visible to everyone and if you make your photo visible to everyone at least it's something and then in your professional headline don't do just like sales rep at you know amco (laughs) it's sales rep at amco we help customers do this or helping to solve your blank needs, right? So you want to let people know who you are, what you do and really the problem that you solve in 120 characters or less. But those three aspects, if you just go in and do those three aspects then when you share an update or you send a message or you post on Publisher and share it out with your network, when you sponsor an update, should you do sponsored updates um, and share your company update, Then we build that top of mind awareness and because you've got, hopefully, your contact info in these various pieces of information that you're sharing across LinkedIn, it helps to drive leads. It just simply does and I I hate cold calling more than anything. Like I sold cars for a while and... Mm. There was nothing less, nothing worse than getting that huge list of prospects that I had to call who didn't want to talk to me um, and were interested in buying a, in fact, hated me because I sold them, um, I'm not going to say the, the brand name, of the vehicle. But,
0: <laughs> you weren't getting uh, a lot of referrals is what you are saying. I was
1: not getting a lot of referrals. They liked me. They didn't like the vehicle. But nonetheless, you know, um, it really, I think that's one of the reasons why I am, such an advocate for LinkedIn and I'm such an advocate for social selling and I'm such an advocate for salespeople who don't maybe like to make phone calls and there's a psychology around it too because as a salesperson using LinkedIn yes you are you are of course sharing content and sharing information out you know outbound selling as it were but you're also using LinkedIn to research your customers and your prospects and i think psychological psychologically if you can do enough research on a prospect and you can follow their twitter stream and you can see the their activity on linkedin and you can you know read through their whole profile you get a real sense of who they are and really never mind them for yourself you feel more comfortable so when you do pick up the phone it's it for yourself at least the call feels warmer and then that that whole intrepidation, if you are like me and you don't like cold calling, that intrepidation doesn't come across. That right. fear doesn't come across. Right. And so it's really great on inbound and outbound for both those reasons.
0: Okay. No, it's great stuff. And I want to come back and talk about, uh, we're going to take a short break, but I want to come back and talk about uh, the whole curation and and the content sharing because I, I think the sales reps really don't understand the, the right perspective to have on that. And so I want to talk with that talk about that with you when we get back. So be back in a second with my guest, Vivica Von Rosen. Hi, this is Andy. Connect & Sell is used by sales reps at nearly a 1,000 companies, including hundreds of technology startups and several Fortune 500 companies, to overcome the challenges of getting prospects on the phone. Companies using Connect & Sell grow their revenues faster by enabling their sales reps to have more sales conversations in 90 minutes than they could otherwise achieve in an entire week. Connect & Sell can be deployed directly to your sales reps, or you can take advantage of their outbound on-demand service which delivers qualified prospect meetings scheduled directly on your sales reps' calendars. Visit connectandsell.com to learn more about how Connect and Sell can start filling your pipeline today. Okay, we're back with Vivica von Rosen. We're talking about LinkedIn, and before the break, we're again talking about content curation and the perspective. I think sales reps don't have that they need to have is that you know they're taking a long the long view here. Right. I mean, content sharing is not about yeah, I'm going to get this prospect. Today. I mean, it might be. You might right. have something specific you share with somebody, but in general, what you're trying to do is the sharing of content that salespeople, you know, the hair goes up on the back of the necks so when they hear right. about this. I'm a sales rep. I, you know, I, I don't do that. I don't write. It's like spend on the show. We talk a lot about reading and the importance yeah. <laughs> of continually reading. Exactly. And part of your reading is not just books, but also, you know, something about your customers, the industry you're serving, the customers yeah. you serve. And and through reading, you're not only going to learn something yourself about your customers, but you're going to find content that you want to share with them that they might find valuable. And they're going to get in the habit then of saying, well, gosh, when I get something from Vivica, I need to open that because that's worth looking at. Because she's trained to me that she always gives sends me something that's worth or shares something that's worth reading. And that's really the the point you're trying to get to because you live and you work as sales reps in this extremely crowded, busy environment where 99.9% of the sales reps are sending what I call large volumes of undifferentiated messages.
1: Exactly. Exactly right. And And no one cares. And
0: no one cares. So how do you stand out in that situation? Well, you stand out by by giving the customer something that they might be interested in, that helps them in their job, helps them with the job they're doing, helps them with the job, which at one point may be evaluating a product or service to purchase like yours. And if you've trained them that they should read what you share with them, then when it comes time for them to buy something, you've got a tremendous advantage. You've gone down that no like trust curve, as we talk about, that Bob Berg talks about in the Go-Giver, and other people talk about you're ahead of the game. In fact, you may be the only game at that point
1: that's right that's exactly right and for and I get it like most of my salespeople are not writers, you know they did not they were not English majors in school um but here's the thing it's really helpful if you are your client, meaning that if your client has you know is the same sex, same education, has the same needs that you have, that's perfect because when you're Browsing Google, you know, business only folks, but when you're browsing Google and you come across an article and you like it, well, if you are your audience, then guess what? They'll like it too. And almost every article almost every blog online has a LinkedIn sharing button on it now if not just Google LinkedIn sharing bookmarklet and you can pull one into your browser and you can share anything online that is business focused now if you are not your ideal client you have to be very very clear on who your ideal client is and what their needs are and what their frustrations are and what their points of pain are and and again it it's not that you have to create all the content yourself You can just find something that they will find interesting and you share it in a way as if you were speaking to them. You know, as a woman starting her own business in California, are you frustrated by dot, dot, dot? Mm -hmm. You know, here's a link, blah, blah, blah. And you're speaking to your exact audience, if that is your exact audience. And then as far as creating content for, for LinkedIn publisher, you know, my, our, our friend Dave Kirpin is a prolific writer. I mean, he's got, I don't know how many, 13, 14 books, something like mm-hmm, that. His latest mm-hmm. one just came out, right? But if you look at his LinkedIn published posts, they're book reviews. They're quotes from other people. So it's not that you have to, I mean, it would be great if you could post a published post every week, but, but who has time? Um, but if you are reading a book anyway, because we like to read here. If you're reading a book anyway, pull a couple quotes that you like. You know, I think on Kindle you can even copy and paste them into a into a um, into a, a notepad or into Evernote. Mm-hmm. You right. know, compile a, a few things compile a few quotes that you like, add a little formatting to it. Bam, send it off as a published post. Because you are just curating good content. Now, if you love to write, if you're an amazing writer, if you love creating content, then maybe you've got a little bit of a leg up in the world of social selling. But guess what? Even a great writer, a great social selling writer, if they don't actually write, you still have the edge over them.
0: Yeah. yeah well, that's exactly right. right? And there's And without using the word write too often uh, in right. the last paragraph, but <laughs> but the... the a writer who uh, writes, right? Yeah, right. So... Um, now I'm losing my train of thought, but no, I the the great tool that that still exists that so few people use is, you know Google Alerts. Yes. I mean, right. so if you sell into a specific <laughs> industry, set up Google Alerts for yeah. keywords that are going to apply to your business, yeah. your customers' business, and so on. And every day, Google does you the favor of sending compiling this information, and sending it to you in an email. And, yeah, you know, maybe a couple times a week you find something in there that's really cool that you want to share with yep. your entire network or maybe with just specific companies, specific prospects that you've been working and developing. And that's, or maybe,
1: right, or your podcast junkie. Great! Share,
0: share point, this podcast.
1: Right? Share this podcast with your friends. Absolutely. with a couple of points, like, I didn't know this about LinkedIn, blah, blah, blah. Um, find out more in this podcast. And it's not, well, thank you very much. You are selling, DNI, and i But it's not so much that you're selling us as you're positioning yourself, again, as someone who is a, a thinker, um, a listener, someone who continually educates themselves, mm-hmm. um, someone who is invested in their audience. And that's, that is the perception that we're trying to build here.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's a great way to recreate yourself. Yes. Right. Yes. I mean, you said you know being the your customer, but in some cases, it's a matter of being who you want to be. And well, some of these habits and disciplines that you can develop using a tool like LinkedIn are going to flow over to every part of your your selling. Right? You're going to learn absolutely. how to listen better. You learn how yep. to uh, ask the right questions, but more proficiently. And you know, if this is the way that stimulates that, then use this tool to do that.
1: That's right. And you know, give it a chance. Give it 30 days. If after 30 days you haven't made ver- you haven't made strong relationships with potential prospects or you haven't sold something through LinkedIn, then maybe it isn't for you. But, but take these practices, give it 30 days. you know And what I think you'll discover is that, wow, there is a mountain of money out here waiting for wow. me, and I just have to dip my hand in, but yeah. I need to know how.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, part of it is too is it's 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 just a matter of sort of raising your hand. Yeah, because
1: exactly.
0: as the people listening to the show need to understand, and it's not the first time I've brought this up, is that in most marketplaces you've got a lot of competitors. Mm-hmm. You're basically all saying the same thing to your prospects. Products all basically do the same things. As much as I know you love your product, but yeah, the hard fact is that <laughs> that you know within a very narrow range they all pretty much do the same thing. So on what basis is the customer going to make their choice to choose you?
1: You know That's such a good point because I have a lot of, there are a lot of LinkedIn experts out there, not so much when I started, but now there are a lot of LinkedIn experts out there and most of them are actually friends of mine. And yeah, we absolutely teach pretty much the same thing because as you can imagine, there's only so much that you can do on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So it comes down to voice and personality. It comes down to, who do you jive the most with? Mm-hmm. You know, if you jive more with Neil, then you should totally work with Neil. If you jive more with Bryn, then you should totally work more with Bryn. If you jive more with Andy, then work with Andy. If you jive more than me- with me, then great, let's work together. Um, you know, we all teach the same thing pretty much at the same price point. Um, and it really does come down to personality. And that is where LinkedIn can really help you shine is it can get your personality across in how you describe yourself in your profile and the visuals and the imageries that you choose to upload mm-hmm. and then as we've been mentioning all along in the content that you share.
0: Yep. Oh absolutely. All right, well good. Well if people want to find out more they're gonna to have to buy your book <laughs> or, or hire you. I mean so I would I would modify what you said before. If somebody does thirty days and they're not making traction, buy buy your book <laughs> I mean, if they haven't been reading your blog already, and then uh, yeah, after thirty days more, they're still not doing it, then they need to call you and and get some personal help. So
1: hey, I like that answer. Better. All right, there
0: you go. So you can <laughs> pay me the commission on that later. So you got it. Here we move into the last segment of the show. I've got some standard questions I ask all my guests, and the first no one worries. is a hypothetical scenario: is you've just been hired as a sales leader at a mm-hmm. company whose sales have stalled out. They desperately need to be turned around and turned around quickly. So your first week on the job, what two things could you do that would have the biggest impact?
1: Well, first of all, you know, you you need to find out why things are stalling. So you need to talk to every single salesperson. You need to research. Well, of course, I would research them on LinkedIn, see if they're on LinkedIn Mm -hmm. and find out out what they're doing. Because chances are if sales are stalling, um, they're not listening. Because by listening to your audience, you can, they, they will tell you, they will tell you on Yelp, they will tell you on Facebook and Twitter, they will tell you what they need and if your sales are stalling it's because you're not providing it Um, or you are not, you're not, you're not sharing your product or your service in such a way that people understand that they need it. So, I think. I think that is the the research part is always key. Um, So coming in, that would be the absolute first thing I would do Mm -hmm. and look at competitors and and blah, 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 blah. Um, This is such a boring answer. But the second thing I would do is I would do a training on how to use social sharing. But not only that, I would talk about listening. I would want my salespeople to have a sense of stake in the game. So whether it is some kind of gamification, um, whether it is, you know, um, a contest um, or whether it's simply we want your voices heard, um, who wants to take on sharing and promoting the company through these different social channels, but, but, but allowing my, my sales team some sense that they've got power Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my, my part, well, I better not say an ownership works. and ownership. My partner works for a really big conglomerate and I got to tell you, um, it's so frustrating when his sales reps feel like they're not heard cause he's exactly in that position. You know, right. he just came in and he manages his, his team now and his, that's a, that's a complaint. You know, my sales reps, um, you know they need this. They're they're asking for this, and the company's unwilling to listen and or give them what they need. So, you know maybe one of the biggest if you're coming in and you're managing a team, guess what? You get to be the go between between <laughs> the executive office and your sales reps. And you need to be on their side. You need to be on your sales team side.
0: Okay, good answer. All right. So uh, last thing is we do some rapid fire questions. You can give me one word answers, or you can elaborate to your heart's content. The first one is, when you're selling, what's your most powerful sales asset?
1: Oh, very good. I don't give short answers, by the way. No, um, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I think it is, oh man, I should have read these first. <laughs> I, I really think it is the ability to empathize um, not mm-hmm. necessarily sympathize, but but to empathize with my audience and a big, or with my my um, client, and I think a big part of that is listening. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah. And also, I think it's important to draw the distinction as you know, customers they want your empathy they don't want your sympathy so no
1: exactly exactly you have to put yourself in their position but not so much that you can't see the true their true point of pain because they will tell you all day long you know i need more customers um when really you know the the what they're really afraid of is losing their job because they haven't met their quota so how can we assure them that you know this linkedin training will keep you from losing your job or will give you a little bit more time off so that you can spend it with your your ailing mother or whatever it is so you have to be able to empathize enough that you can you can go a little bit deeper into what their true um need is
0: okay next question who's your sales role model bob bob <laughs> burke bob bob you know yeah.
1: seriously if you've ever seen uh, i've seen him in action like as just a sales guy and of course i've seen him speak and he's a friend of mine and oh my god the guy just blows me away i mean he gets it the whole go giver thing. Um, yeah, yes. I mean, that's what got me started on this path, quite oh, honestly. Oh, very yeah. interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's been on the show. His, his episode is going to actually by the time your episode airs, uh, his will have aired already. So
1: I'm kidding. Oh, that's so cool. I Hopefully didn't even people realize that, that. So that's awesome. And if
0: you didn't <laughs> listen to it, go back and listen to the yeah. Bob Berg episode. Totally.
1: You need to. He's, um, yeah, he is, he's probably one of my, my main mentors in business.
0: Got it. So maybe other than Bob's book, what's the one book every salesperson should read?
1: Oh god, they keep changing, right? Um, my book, no. Um, well, you know, uh, this is more for marketing though. the The one I'm I'm using right now is uh, is Ask uh, Ryan Levesque's Ask. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, anything duct tape, any uh, you know <laughs> anything. Right. Um. Yeah, there's just I'm I'm seriously um, leaders eat lap. Right by cynic, I mean there's there's just that's, right. that's some good book books good out book. there right yeah, I just who can pick one if you if you looked at my Kindle it's it's almost all business books and it's almost all about forty percent read, so
0: yeah well, <laughs> we just <laughs> just had Shining enough
1: object, new book,
0: <laughs> yeah, well, and I think that's okay, I mean so I think you know we I just had a guest on the show, John Spence, we were talking about yep. uh you know, how how he reads books, which the same way I read business books, which is. I read, I sort of semi scan, but I'm looking for specific actionable things that I can take out of the book. So it's a very, you know, you develop a style for reading that enables you to consume a lot of content, but pick out the nuggets. Yes. Yeah, and that's, uh, so if you're only 40%, yeah, you're probably good. All right. So, toughest question of the day is what music's on your playlist?
1: Oh, God, everything. Um, except for country, I, I yeah I have I don't have anything country. Sorry, I I just can't stand country music, which is I probably shouldn't say that out loud in case. No, it's okay. That's okay. The South, but um yeah you know honestly I I I I've been such a, a a David Bowie um I cannot believe he's dead. I've been such a David Bowie fan my whole life. So uh, black star black stars on there, but I also mm-hmm. love Twenty One Pilots. But right. I also love Vance Joy, Ex-Ambassadors. Um, I'm a little bit uh, Nathaniel Ratcliffe in The Night Sweats. Oh, um, yeah. So be is like one of my – that's my go-to song when I'm pissed off. <laughs> A-ball nation. Um, All I'm right. That's your, if, that's your, if, that's your go-to, if that's your go-to <laughs> song
0: when you're pissed off, what's your go-to song when you're happy?
1: Um, definitely. <laughs> Darn you in these hard questions! You know, really, uh, anything—it's—it's—it's it's, it's whatever pops up at the right time on my on my playlist.
0: All right, all right. Well, let you guess? <laughs> well, let's just slide on that one. So, last question okay. then—the the one question you get asked most frequently by salespeople:
1: Does LinkedIn work?
0: <laughs> okay. Seriously?
1: Yeah. I mean, I I like. Or, or and what's how, your answer? Do you have a to, succinct answer? To, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. LinkedIn works, but you just have to know how to use the tool. Um, and and it's you know. And the other thing is, I try to assure salespeople: this is not necessarily. Yes, it's maybe a new platform to you, um, but the fact is, it's just helping you do what you already do a little bit better. Like all, hopefully, as a salesperson you're already a good listener. Hopefully, as a salesperson, you're already empathetic. Hopefully, as a, as a salesperson, you already do your research. Hopefully, as a salesperson, you know who you are, what you do, and who your audience is because, shockingly, a lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. So, if you've already got, you know, hopefully you're good on the phone because it always comes back to the live relationship. Exactly. I mean, I, I've, maybe 1% of my business on LinkedIn is done completely through LinkedIn, right? 99 percent of it at some point we have to talk on the phone or at some point you know we have to meet in real life so um, th- just understand it's just a platform that's going to help lubricate the process of, of engaging with your prospect base it's um, but,
0: and getting to that and getting to that face-to-face moment that person that person
1: that person that's that's what selling is still
0: yeah I know and, and people have read my books understand that yeah. <laughs> that they're mostly about that, right? It's uh, I call sort of the last mile selling. Okay, you've got to that point where you've got them now. Now, yeah. what, now, what do you do?
1: Now what? Yeah, and that's yeah. where the fail is. That's where ninety percent of the fail is. They might do a great job of social selling and they never pick up the phone. I had, I, I got two clients last last week just because they said, "Oh, your phone number is right on your your background image on LinkedIn," and when I called it. I either answered or my assistant (laughs) answered, Um, but someone got back to them within 24 hours. And shockingly, people don't do that.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, well, again, people follow my stuff zero time selling. There's a reason it's zero time selling. It's is that I hate being on airplanes because if somebody's called me, I, you know, I've got two hours till I get back to them because I try to get back immediately. So I think it's important. All right. Well, Vivica, I really appreciate you spending the time with us today and. Tell folks how they can find out more about you.
1: Sure. So um, if you... I mean, right now still anyway, if you Google LinkedIn expert, I should be the first LinkedIn profile that shows up. Thank you, LinkedIn. Thank you, Google. Um, I'm Vivica at linkedintobusiness.com. My website's linkedintobusiness.com. Please feel free to reach out to me, invite me to connect. Um, Let me know if you invite me to connect on LinkedIn that you heard me on this show Um, and only because uh, I'm at my 30,000 limit. So (laughs) I need to get rid of people to get you in. But yeah, if if you press an invitation and say, hey, I listened to you. You heard Um,
0: it from Vivica. If you heard from this show, she's she's going to deep sick somebody in her network I'm to make room for you. Deep
1: sick someone to make room for you. So excellent. You excellent.
0: Go. The power of the podcast. I love it. <laughs>
1: Exactly right. And I'm at LinkedIn Expert on Twitter, I'm at LinkedIn Expert on Instagram, and I'm LinkedIn Expert on YouTube. I didn't make it that day. I literally I'm not kidding you. I took that Friday off on Facebook mm-hmm. that they, they did started that they did the customized um, URL. So right. I, someone else is LinkedIn expert on uh, ah. Facebook. But I'm everywhere else. I got almost everything else, so All we're right. good. We,
0: I'm sure you could pay somebody <laughs> to take care of that person on Facebook I probably too. So. Could. All right, I there we go. Answer. All right, well Vivica, thank you again. And remember, friends, make it a part of your day every day to deliberately learn something new to help you accelerate your success. And subscribing to this podcast is an easy way to do that, because then you'll make sure you don't miss any of my fascinating conversations with my like, with my guest today, Vivica von Rosen, who shared her expertise about how to accelerate the growth of your business. So, thanks for joining us, and until next time, this is Andy Paul. Good selling, everyone. Thanks for listening to the show.